They call me Mellow Hello. Quite right, sir. Uh, we don't we don't uh, discuss Donovan enough on this show. Yeah, you know, I was um, once strung along by uh, Donovan's uh, publicists when I worked at the Alibi. Yeah, when you and, were doing uh, comms at the Alibi. No, I was, I was actually. You're a beat. You're a beat reporter. Yeah, I was. No, I was a staff writer. I was an anything and everything reporter. Oh, cool. You got news? I'll use it. <laughs> hey, Donovan. <laughs> but he. But the the I forget if it was a woman or a man, but. They were like, oh, yeah, would you like an interview with Donovan to promote, like, his show at whatever casino or whatever? Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, He's opening for Smokey Robinson. <laughs> well, not the Smokey Robinson. But <laughs> no. A man but he, named Smokey Robinson. He's a hundred thousandaire who has bought the rights to all Smokey Robinson <laughs> songs going forward. <laughs> and he puts on a hell of a show down in his letter. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, he is Smokey Robinson now. <laughs> you, Real Smokey's not allowed to say he is Smokey Right. Anymore. You could be imprisoned for saying he's not Smokey Robinson. <laughs> right, exactly. Anyway, Donovan's opening for him. Um, and they, and they <laughs> the were The Beach like, Boys will be serving drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not the Beach Boys. <laughs> Brian Wilson hasn't been seen in months, but... Um, no, but but he was like, uh, and then like we get to down to it, and he's like, oh no, yeah, uh, he's not available, but you should just write a story anyway. It's like, <laughs> oh, what an asshole! Okay, well that's a different story though. Saying basically, hey, hello, I'm a calendar now. Um, this guy is playing. Uh, he hasn't done anything relevant in decades, and I have no new. No new new information to give you on him. So, I think he's a big uh, TM guy. Transcendental meditation. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's right. That's as much as I know about Donovan in 2022. I, I you know, he's one. Of, he's a good candidate for alive or dead. <laughs> that's what I should have written my article about. <laughs> Well, presumably alive if he's playing, though it is at a casino where, where as we just discussed, right, right. acts are notoriously not who they say they are. They are just <laughs> really ersatz versions of the original ones. Uh, anyway, Simon, you want to welcome people back? Sure, folks, you better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William Bluer, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, we already did this this week. (laughs) We are back as we are each and every other day to talk all (laughs) things Nets Nation. And as Simon mentioned, we were on two days ago talking about our immediate reactions to the biggest blockbuster trade on the deadline day, hours before the deadline that I can I can remember going down. Absolutely. Yeah, that was massive. It 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 was 
worth it for all the for all the trade deadlines that have come and gone with mm-hmm. nothing happening with all the draft nights where we show up at Barclays Center chomping at the bit to see who we get with our you know single pick of the night and then it gets traded away for all the times Marks has deferred a big moment this was an extraordinary moment yes absolutely yeah there's there's um I would love to see a detailed analysis on the correlation between like all of the media um, reports that say like, it's going to be a quiet deadline. It's a, th- this year is going to be, you know, a lot of minor moves, ancillary pieces and like how big those trade deadlines actually are. Yeah. Because I feel like there are many times when like it is kind of a dud year that right. there's like lots of talk like oh in the end they didn't move and then you know vice versa. Well, yeah, no. I mean and you and you hear the you hear diametrically opposed things coming from the exact same people. So there'll be like four Windhurst podcasts in a row sort of like detailing what might happen and then on like the fifth one they'll be like yeah, but probably nothing's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like this weird thing where like everyone needs to talk about it and make it into this, you know, monumental media event um, because there's, you know, no one wants to talk about game 61 of the Celtic season. It's just not that interesting. <laughs> uh, so this thing gets built up into this huge thing every year. And yeah, the majority of the years it's like, uh, you know, uh who's that guy that got traded from Richardson from the, oh. you know, a Richardson for a uh, uh, white swap or something. Right, like that, right, know? right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's not much, but this year, a huge thing. It's not only the Nets, but, you know, Christoph Porzingis leaving, DeMontis Abonis and Halliburton getting swapped around, like pretty big moves throughout the league. Yeah, totally. Lakers, not doing anything yeah uh were you bummed out by that by by the lakers not doing anything yeah um (laughs) was that a bummer for you (laughs) i think you've forgotten that i'm not you but um (laughs) i i mean they had a tough card to a tough hand to play yeah the one that i was can i tell you i know this isn't a lakers podcast but can i tell you (laughs) tell you what i was getting most excited about uh-huh like something with the knicks that was just a both teams at their wits end let's just do this thing that would have been like like even if it were like fournier and kimba walker and like alec burks or something like that for, for russell westbrook for Rus- russell westbrook yeah the you know the Knicks have to endure him for another year. It's not really that bad. They're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. <laughs> Trouble in 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 Madison Square Garden. Yeah, the good I mean, times that did not last long over in Jimmy Dolanville. <laughs> no, I mean it's tough to throw stones right now as our very fragile glass house uh, is nearby. Right. But as yes, as they're... as the Heat ready to give us our eleventh straight loss tonight. Is a guaranteed, and I just saw William. This is hot off the Twitter uh, wire. Yeah, that um, Seth Curry and Drummond can't play tonight because oh, Harden hasn't showed no. up to Philadelphia. So, yeah, I agree. I, apparently, that's some sort of rule. I, I, I don't, I don't write the rules, 
Nor do I oh, am I a hundred percent sure that's true, but that's Mother what's been tweeted. I was so excited. I mean, we need them both tonight, desperately. Oh yeah. Nick Claxton's hammies continuing to give him trouble. Yeah, I think he's he's got, he's got um. He's got hammy mono. Well, luckily, after the heat, who will, in all likelihood, beat the pants off of us tonight? Because if one thing has been reconfirmed for me, it is that Kyrie alone does not a winning team make. (laughs) They are four and ten with him in the lineup. They are absolutely dreadful when he's the only. I mean, they couldn't beat. A Wizards team that had no one didn't have Dinwiddie, didn't have Beal, didn't have just to just and they were already terrible. Decimated. I mean, the most important thing about the Wizards is, is that their full strength team is bad. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Kyrie Irving by any metric was hands down the best player on the court, and he was able to lead his team to a humiliating tenth loss in a row. Yeah, I mean, he almost got us back. Uh, after, after, as you said, going completely scoreless in the third, squandering everything and giving up a 13-point lead. Or not giving up, but surrendering, uh, whatever. Yeah. They were up by 13. Right. Uh, it was it, it was seemed very I, – I was hopeful. And then James Johnson – I'll tell you who I blame for that loss. Not Kyrie Irving, William. James Johnson oh. missed a free throw. <laughs> right. Everything is someone else's fault. <laughs> I Thank think I think I think Kyrie may have just found someone else he can put in his little circle of trust, Simon, and that's you. <laughs> I'm I'm untrustworthy. <laughs> yeah, so we're probably going to lose the heat, but then we've got the Kings Monday, the Knicks Wednesday, and those dastardly Wizards again on Ooh, Thursday. Those <laughs> bastards! But you could easily see us winning Kings, Knicks, Wizards, even with our decimated group i will never say it's easily uh after this 10 game win streak and and especially as you said yeah 10 game losing streak this i am like i'm getting it it, the closest analogy i have is that year that um like the first year we really started to care about the nets Uh when like we were on the subway and the guy uh, – actually, I'm going to save this anecdote for my for my coach's corner. But anyway, it was that year when like we were just going on constant losing streaks and everyone was, was a feel-good crew. Everyone was happy with each other, but they just didn't have any talent and thus won about 22 games or something. I 20? think it was 22, yeah. I yeah. Think. It, was, it was rough going. But that's about what you'd get if uh, you had Kyrie and Kyrie alone on your team. Yeah, I mean that's – right, that's – yeah, four and well, we will. I think we're four and nine now, William. Not to correct you. Four and nine with him? No, it's four and ten. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, it's four and ten. Uh, he's a complete, complete. Uh, I mean, you know, he's he's a great complimentary player. Not great. Um, great would imply that he isn't chronically absent for myriad reasons that we've detailed um, and probably not um, smoking out the locker room with sagebrush before every game either. Um, that would be a truly great complimentary piece. But uh, he can, you know, obviously he helps if you have other good players on the on the team. If he's the only good player, your team's going to suck, as our team currently does. But, Simon, there's hope, and we're going to get into it. We're going to talk more about the trade, really delve into the details that we didn't really touch on last episode. We're going to 
spend a lot of time. Simon's got a head coach's corner he wants you all to hear about. I have, of course, Simon, a legendary high school coach's corner, which I'd like to talk oh, about. Great. I think you know where I might be going with that. I, I do, but I'm, I mean, it's worth it for the corner. It's so good. We've never had a legendary high school coach's corner before, but this this will be its maiden voyage, and I, I, I'm happy you all will be here for it. I have a fun, fun, fun segment that I've added, Simon, that you know nothing about. Oh, fantastic. Uh, But I think you're going to be super into it. But before we get to any of that, I want uh, we've got two little bits of Nets news. I want to I want to throw at you, get your react to. Okay. there's no better reactor in the Nets in Nets Nation, Simon, than yourself. That's right. I'm 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 what they wish they had in Fukushima. Yep, that it's it's no longer too soon to talk about that <laughs> nuclear disaster. That's just that's just tons of, of nuclear I mean, waste that's the fun the thing about nuclear waste, Simon. That's a slow burn. <laughs> uh, that is something that will continue to haunt generations of myriad species. You know, honestly. I didn't think the shoveling of nuclear waste in the ocean would get old, but honestly, after several years of this, I am dang tired of it. Why am I still doing this? Everything's dead or cancer ridden around me. <laughs> I mean, I like to work hard, but my god, I have my limits. Okay. All right. This is a this is taking a, a rather bleak turn. Let's try to write the course here. Sure, Couple sure. bits of fun Nets news before we get back into the trade. First one, Chris Mannix, Simon, proposed a fun idea. Okay, okay. A fun fun thought experiment. What if out of sheer spite, Kyrie got the vaccine just as a fuck you to James Harden? <laughs> Is this is this Chris Mannix playing like the dad who's like, oh, actually, um, I don't want you to eat your vegetables. Right, peas are uh, pe- peas are are too sweet and delicious. You can't have any. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I like. Mean, do you think be... he's petty enough to just be like James? No. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I don't think it. It's not the type of crazy he is because exactly. in that way that would mean that Harden still sort of won and got to him and Kyrie has to be completely in control of all things right and it would also prove that he cared even a little bit about basketball <laughs> right <laughs> but I think his point is that this would have nothing to do with basketball it would just be like uh, James Harden was sad that I didn't get the shot. Well, now I'm going to get the shot because he was right. Because now, right. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't I, think I it's. See. I don't think it's going to happen. But you know, it's more likely. It seems like than um, uh, Eric Adams, who's about to fire thousands of city employees, uh, <laughs> carving out a Kyrie exception. Well, so I actually disagree on that, William, because I think that actually. Adams wants to shrink the size of city government. Ah, okay. And as any as any great Democrat would. I, exactly, he's in the mold of of a of a, a Clinton, um, a Clinton, a Bloomberg. Um, he, he's already asked like the government, I think, in like every department except the police and maybe like the health department or something to <laughs> to cut like three percent. The, so, the like, police and a, and a and a New York City ICE department. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they, um, right, already the largest uh, police force in the entire world. Um, the yeah, so so I I think that he's like fine with it. That I I just I continue to believe, and I know I say this every week, and you know it doesn't change, but I just get strong vibes from him. Like he um he wants to. He wants to do business right and wants to right. – um, not that that is he actually want, doing he wants, right. He wants he, to see the Nets lose even more games. <laughs> so he wants Kyrie to play both he, home and away games. He is a Knicks fan. so Yeah, of course. I mean, nobody is a Nets fan. <laughs> <laughs> not even the Brooklyn Borough president. <laughs> Former. Former. Uh, final bit of Nets news before we get into the trade. All-Star – uh, teams were selected the other night. Yes, great and stuff. And LeBron and KD were the uh, captains, so they got to select the teams. Uh, it came down to Gobert and Harden, and it was Durant's pick, who he wanted with his last pick. He went with Gobert. He needed some height, he explained. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta have protect the paint. It was incredible. Like, tr- truly, Kevin Durant should be an actor. It was really, really good. <laughs> LeBron James completely lost his shit. He was laughing hysterically throughout it. Um, he he asked after when he was stuck with Harden if Harden was gonna play because he was hurt. It because he thought he was hurt. Um, to which Charles Barkley very comically said oh no he's gonna put some icy hot on it it's gonna be all good now he's on the new team and he's that's traded. when he play now. right and that's when kd kind of broke <laughs> a little bit and actually started to laugh that was such a good clip yeah no that that was the tnt crew at their at their best but did you i mean i know you're not uh as avid a, a lebron fan as i am but you gotta you got to respect that he has enough respect for KD that he went with, you know, sh- basically shunning um, James Harden. here. Oh, that LeBron did that. Yeah. That. Oh, I thought it was just a ploy to, to, to make uh, KD pick Harden. No, I think LeBron was, I think LeBron was, was like, I'm not in solidarity with my, oh, okay. with my basketball brother i'm i'm not going to be the the guy who like takes this scab onto my team i see see i thought he was he was like trying to force durant to pick him by not picking him no i don't think so or make it no i think they're actually cool i think they're cool with each other i don't think i think lebron is just like yeah that's fucked up what harden just did i would not want to be in that situation i have like respect for kd and like three other guys who are right. you know at that level so i i think i think it was done in solidarity yeah okay um so that that leads us into the trade simon and yes we recorded a reaction podcast i'm sure it has amazing reactions in it you should definitely listen to it <laughs> we're working hard for you people this week we're working hard this week are we getting paid have I, gotten, have, I haven't seen a dime. I haven't seen a dime either. I haven't seen 
one solitary dime. Yeah. And I haven't received any report of a We left a right when we were getting paid by the basketball. We, you people have no idea. We were I getting put my job paid. on notice. Yeah, we were. We put our two weeks in. I have I, a daughter to feed. William has twenty nine one to pay in, uh, <laughs> in child care. Okay, it's not easy. It was way easier after that fat nine hundo, but oh, still, man. still not entirely easy. Not easy. Not easy. So we're gonna talk trade. Listen to that other podcast though too. But we're gonna get into the nitty 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 gritty here, Simon. So the trade itself, as I'm sure all listeners are aware, Nets get Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, Steph Curry, plus two first round picks for Harden. It saved fifteen million for our beloved Josiah. Simon, so fifteen million would be about eight percent of what he recently paid for two apartments in the same Manhattan building. <laughs> So plus, plus the luxury tax though, William, I think the full savings is like more, it's like 40 million or something. Oh dear. Wow. So he could, he could almost get a third of one of his new apartments. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's feeling good. Yeah. He's feeling great. Anything to save that billionaire, some cash has got to fill Nets nation heart with, uh, with joy. <laughs> um, so let's talk first, Simon, about the players. Okay. Okay. Let's We're, do it. Uh, I want to just briefly talk about um, what their contracts look like, and then what we think they might 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 bring to this squad. So, first guy, the big name, Ben Simmons, twenty five years old. He's on the second year of a five year, one hundred seventy million dollar deal that runs through twenty four twenty five. So that puts him in alignment with KD's extension. So they'll be on the team through for the same amount of time. Counting this year, he's owed $146.7 million. There are no options either for a player for the player or team. He's a career stat guy of 15.9 points a game, 8.1 rebounds, 7.7 assists. He's a triple double threat every night he's out there. Patty Mills. Has his back, Simon. <laughs> yeah. The only question is uh-huh. the return to play timeline. <laughs> That's the only Ben Simmons That's the question. only cue I got for you. <laughs> uh, Mark, Sean Mark says it's probably too early to tell when Ben's going to be on the court since he's currently doing his MRIs, physicals, and getting signed off on that. Until we've seen him in the physical shape he's been in, and we're not going to put him out on the court where it would be detrimental to one, his health, and two, the camaraderie that could be built with the team. We got to get him a few practices first and see where he's physically, where he is physically, and go from there. So, Simon, how do you feel about that one singular question hanging over Ben Simmons? There's nothing about shooting, nothing about fit, just timeline. Timeline is. Right now, my current biggest concern, um, as we talked about, I think, on the, the emergency pod, there's been some talk about, you know, like um, Rich Paul was like, yeah, we still got work to do, but this is a great step in the right direction. Um, as you mentioned, he does I, – I agree with you. I think they have to walk up a tight uh, tightrope on their public comments. Um 
even if, again, let's hope Ben Simmons was basically kind of not actually um, facing mental illness. Yeah. I mean, I think he was struggling with, obviously, dealing with the way he was treated by Philadelphia. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I think that there's a difference between that and, like, um, I am debilitatingly X. Right. I cannot step on a basketball court because I go into a panic attack or something, for example. Right, right, right. Um, Yeah, so you really hope it's not that. Yeah. and uh, we just don't know. I think it was interesting, as you just read in the Sean Marks quote, that he said nothing about his mental health. No. Um, and I'm sure that was intentional. I'm, I don't really know exactly. Like, maybe he just wanted to totally avoid talking about it, I guess, just for not wanting to open up a can of worms. But he exclusively, as you read, just said, like, what physical condition he's in. Yes. They're keeping it keeping – it, um to that it would seem uh do you have any thoughts about or have your thoughts matured as to his fit on this team and what you expect him to look like on this team so i after listening to some podcasts which boy i'll tell you nets fans if you are depressed about this unbelievably long losing streak and the fact that the season seems to be circling the drain Listen to some podcasts because they will lift you right up. You can just live in like theoretical trade world, um, a world I know I love. Um, oh, yeah. Much nicer. Because, yeah, they're just, you know, they, they have hyped me up into thinking like this is great. Like he'll guard the other team's best player. He'll get us fast breaking. He'll grab the ball off the rim. He'll be a great rebounder and, and just take the ball and go. He can screen. He can roll. Um, he can be the lead point guard when Kyrie isn't playing for myriad reasons. Um, you know, it, it, and, you know, even when Kyrie isn't playing, like you still have Kevin Durant. Um, and now with Seth Curry, at least a couple of good, you know, three good shooters of KD, um, Seth Curry and Patty Mills are out there. KD said, you're right. And Let's not even talk if we get Joe Harris back. Right, exactly. Kyrie, yeah. So be. that's just, I mean, I'm I'm super excited, and I, I just think that, um, you know, right now I am, I am, yes, in theoretical world of never actually seeing it happen and right. loving to forget about the actual, what the actual Nets that are able to play are doing, um, which is losing um, to the Wizards. Um the it it seems great i'm i'm super excited 25 years old yes two-time all-star one-time all nba guy always on all defense teams obviously extremely talented obviously extremely troubled yeah Uh, but that's how the that's how the nets like it uh i think i i mean i'm a i've been a huge i've always been a huge ben simmons fan Uh, I think he's really good. I think that he has a ton of baggage. Um, But I do think, you know, a coach like Steve Nash may be really good for him. Yeah, he's he's going to he's going to defend the heck out of him in press conferences and be his his good buddy. Right. I think perhaps playing with uh, Kevin Durant, who's just objectively the number one. 
um, may bring a level of humility that he's never really had. Right. Yeah. Cause there's always been some question like whose team is it? Who's the better player? Blah, blah, blah. And he's always sort of felt it's him. Um, I don't think he could p- possibly think he's better than Kevin Durant, but you know, Russell Westbrook thinks he's the best player on the Lakers. So, uh, you know, it's always possible what these guys can convince themselves <laughs> of. Um, one thing I just want to mention on Ben Simmons before we move on to Seth Curry, Steve Lichtenstein brought up some concerns he had about Ben Simmons. Did you see any of that? No, I haven't read it. I'm sorry, yeah. Steve. I, I promise so I will. His main point regarding the defense is that while he is a spectacular wing defender, it's a lot easier to be a spectacular wing defender when you're playing alongside Joel Embiid, uh-huh. when he is sort of the anchor of the defense. Right, you can um, take risks, etc. You can take a lot of risks knowing that he's going to cover for a ton. Joel Embiid is ex- an extraordinary defender. Right. And I remember on like the, you know, the the dunked on type podcasts last year um, when there was some conversation of who should be the defensive player of the year Gobert or Ben Simmons their line always was like I'm not going to vote for Ben Simmons because he's the second best defender on his team ouch um and there may be I mean I hope I don't know how true that is I think they're saying that mostly because as like a a defensive center is a more impactful part of a team defense than uh-huh. a really good on ball switchy wing defender yeah um but like if you have a very good um defensive center anchoring your defense you'll probably have a better team defense than if you have an elite wing defender yeah um so that said who is going to be the the anchor behind ben simmons um, on that on the defense and and we'll see so we'll see if is if if he's as good defensively as as he was able to be in Philadelphia yeah um well as we have said before like I, I think despite whatever his like defensive net rating or defensive rating is um I think Kevin Durant has been really good defensively this this year so that's at least two Yes. Also, it's really nice that Kevin Durant will no longer have the burden of being the best defensive player on the team. Yes. yes, Like that's just that's a that's a big move for the Nets. (laughs) Um, So let's move on to Seth Curry. Okay. He is 31 years old. He's on the third year of a four year, 32 million dollar contract that runs through next season. Steal of a deal. Folks. Steal of a deal. No options player or team means we get him for this year and next, which I think is really exciting. Yeah. Um, he, unlike our current sharpshooter, Joe Harris, is actually good in the playoffs. Oh, okay. yeah. So this is a line from an article I was reading it said, and while Simmons had a tough time in last year's playoff, Curry played some of the best basketball in his career, averaging 18.8 points on 58 from the field, 51 from three and 79 from the line shooting. So the Yay. guy shot over 51 percent or sorry, over 50 percent from three in the playoffs. That is in stark contrast to our man, Joe Harris. Um, they both are limited defensively 
and will get picked on in the playoffs. Uh, Seth Curry is only six feet tall, so doesn't have the length of Joe Harris. Uh, but what are you are you excited to have this guy on the on the Nets? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I was um, pre the uh, total James Harden meltdown um, stuff, where it just seemed clearer and clearer he had quit on this team. Uh, and we were talking about, you know, ancillary moves and, you know, whatever. Could we trade, you know, uh, Nick Claxton or something for it? Um, I had mentioned shooting because I do think this team needs shooting. Even even if we do get Joe Harris back, like it's great to have another shooter, especially adding Ben Simmons. Um, like I think that is it's yeah, it's always that. now I did hear some 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 folks talking about his defensive liabilities. As you mentioned, mm. he's quite not Short. good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's not like he's, um, he's like the answer for everything. Uh, but, but it's, I mean, I'm sure he could, he's going to help tremendously with our spacing issues. It is breaking my heart that he's not going to be out there tonight. Fuck you, James Harden. Uh, <laughs> I know. Another, a final, a final, exactly. Uh, final guy in this deal, Andre Drummond. He's 28 on a one year vet minimum deal that pays him 2.4 million. He's an unrestricted free agent in the summer. The nets hold his non bird rights, meaning they can re-sign him up to 120% of the minimum salary. Uh, I guess what that likely means is if he is any good, which we hope he is, uh, he will probably not be with the Nets next season. But we've got him for a year, and he is widely regarded as definitely the best backup center in the NBA. He is one of... And this is not hyperbolic, I don't think. One of the all-time great rebounders in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, he's got a career rebounding average of 13.4 a game, which is 10th all-time. Yeah, he's a rebound hound. He's a rebound hound. Uh, a great little throw-in to this. I think he could could see some legit minutes for this team. Yeah, it's so weird because I, I agree. It's so weird. Like, it's not the lack of number of centers we have. Like, we have quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, Nick Claxton, uh, uh, Blake Griffin, uh, Aldridge, um, Dayron Sharp. Like, that's four without even Drummond in the mix. And those are all players that, like, have to be centers. Well, I mean, LaMarcus has always played power forward. Blake always uh, played, uh, did never play right. center until now. But yes, now they're effectively only good as small ball fives. Right. Like, I would be curious. Maybe you could get away with some some um, LaMarcus at the four or one of those guys at the five. Yeah, I could see Drummond and Claxton also being on the court together. Yeah? Yeah, because Claxton can guard, you know, one through five, really. Totally. But I he's better as a one the... through four, oh, like spacing on, the, on yeah. the other end. Yeah, but if you have like Drummond, Claxton, and then Curry, Kyrie, KD or something like yeah, that. That's, yeah. that's plenty, of, plenty of space. Um, anyway, I think it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm very curious to see how he, how he's used, if he's used. Yeah. Do you think he'll get much run? I don't know. I guess my guess 
if I had to guess, Wayne, I would say that he's not a Steve Nash kind of guy. Yeah, I can uh, see that. Steve Nash has never really, I feel like, prioritized rebounding and size. Um, but who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could you could imagine a matchup against our new rivals, uh, yes. the Sixers, where Drummond would simply have to be used because we need a legit big big body right and if we're in the finals against a uh, a Jokic or something maybe he'd be he'd be helpful in that sort of situation um all right now we also got two picks for this simon that's right baby one is a first round pick either this year or next which to me simon is interesting yeah i've never heard of that i haven't either so it does a couple things one it allows us to bet on whether the Sixers are going to be better or worse next year, which inherently is kind of fun. But it also allows us to next season, if we defer it, um, in addition to it being a bet that the Sixers could be worse, it also would then allow us to trade our pick right next right. year, um, which gives us more flexibility to make more moves. Um, and then we got a 2027 top eight protected. It rolls over to 2028. If it's in the top eight, that's also top eight protected. If it rolls over again, it becomes two second round picks and $2 million in cash. Yeah. So tasty stuff. It is. The cupboards are not nearly as bare as they will, as they were very recently. Yes, um, especially if you consider that we didn't do the swap from last year. Right. Um, on the other hand, folks will know that um, the pick we're currently slated to give Houston this year is looking tastier and tastier. Yeah, you just listen, Simon. We need to get through the All-Star break, <laughs> okay? You got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, all right? And we're gonna. And Kyrie is gonna break a lot more eggs in the form of goose eggs in the win category. And then we're gonna get through All Star, and all is gonna be right with the world, and we're gonna surge up in the standings. Okay, William, you you are a great. Uh, you maybe Ben Simmons should see you as a therapist. Yes, I'm a motivational speaker. Remember when we did that? What we did a one of our fun segments was like pretending oh, that we're yes, yes, motivational speakers. Yes, definitely. Or... You 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 found some real gems on the yeah. on the internet there. Yeah. Um. All right. Last couple things on this trade, Simon. Do you think the Philadelphia 76ers should be censured for tampering? Absolutely, William. Make them burn. Um, Sean Mark says, I'm not going to start making accusations at everybody else. This particular set of circumstances was played out in the media far earlier than any conversations were ever had. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? When he's like, does that mean that that conversations that he had with Maury, meaning that like it is tampering all of the. Well, yeah. I think what he's I, saying, yeah, I think I think he is corroborating the sort of Woj part of this that they weren't in quote unquote conversations until the last minute. It sounds like Maury and Sean Marks did not have conversations till Wednesday. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so the implication is all this shit was stirring up. Who was stirring all of that up? And does that rise to the level of tampering? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to be. Come on. You got to get whatever it is, the, the fining. And it's really never anything much, it's right? It's not much. Like, it's not much. Maybe you lose like a second round pick or something. But it's, I mean, you got you to gotta extract whatever pound of flesh I would, you can. I would slap a Maury wrist if I, if I were empowered to do so. Yeah, me too. Uh, final, final bit, Simon. How uh, amazing is this rivalry now? It's it's great, William. Um, like imagine, like we're we're playing them on March tenth, but imagine if we actually face them in the playoffs this year. Like how charged a series that's going to be. Now it sucks if it you know in Barclays because Philadelphia is so close. Yes, they have seven home games. They are they are absolutely going to outnumber Nets fans, which is infuriating. But it's still like. Even though we are sort of the Albuquerque to Santa Fe, where the, the the Sixers historically have not really cared that we hate them, and that yeah. because no one cares about the Nets, now they kind of, like it's a thing. You know, they're going to hate Ben Simmons. They're going to boo Ben Simmons. It, you know, they it's going to be a palpable rivalry. Oh yeah, and we hate James Harden. Yes, yes, with great reason. I mean, I I still hate Kyrie far more than I hate James Harden, but yeah, uh, I do too. But yes, I mean, we have great and justified reason to not be fans of James Harden. Um, so great NBA rivalry is officially born. Um. Now let's move on, Simon. <laughs> Williams taking some notes. I, I am taking notes. We are now coming back from a commercial break, in theory. <laughs> okay, I have to, oh, write, I didn't I have know to that. write that time. Oh, that's time. great. Yes, so, you know. William, you really keep, you, you run this thing so seamlessly, I don't even know it's being run. Um, yeah, I'm aware of that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's the I way don't... to take a compliment, folks. That's right, you fucking moron. <laughs> I don't get a lot of... Uh... I don't get a lot of uh, assists on this thing, but uh, all right. So, I mean, we're going to start with a legendary high school coaches corner here. Okay. This is the first ever. Um, and this is, there's a quote that says legendary high school coach, Kevin Boyle said he thinks his two most accomplished charges, Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons were, will work well once Simmons takes the court in Brooklyn one, Simon, why don't we hear more from high school coaches uh, in our lives? And two, how for you, how how seriously do you take Kevin Boyle's words? I feel like Kevin Boyle has been feeding us um, tripe on Kyrie for years. Yeah, did um, any coach uh, Dilo? Oh, okay. Yeah, at Monteverde. Ah. Um, he fed us some bull on that too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think Kevin Boyle's job, much as any good high school coach. Yeah. I mean, you don't really want to be known as the high school coach who like talks shit about the players for no reason when you're no. not coaching them. Anymore. No, when they've made it to the NBA. Yeah. You just, I mean, that would be an interesting niche, but probably not a good one. No. Um, so yes, that guy is just, 
you know, call them up, get a nice couple of words on whatever player you're trying to rehab the image of and move on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So this leads us into Simon sends a tweet, head coach's corner edition. Uh, We are well known for our assistant coach's corner, less well known for our head coach's corner. Simon has some things re Steve Nash. He needs to get off his chest. Yes, thank you for the opportunity, William. And, and don't welcome. at him. Do not at him. After don't this. at me, um, unless you're coming over for pizza. <laughs> um, you Is there still cheese? There's yeah, still there's a little couple. cheese. Okay. Um, the <laughs> the um, I what I want to discuss with you, William, is so Seth and I went to the Celtics game at Barclays. I do not envy you. That game, no. I mean, I had a great time with Seth. I truly did. We we had a good experience. But the game itself was horrible. From start to finish, before we'd even gotten into our seats, the Nets were down 26-2. Um, and <laughs> did you go to Charlene's any... before? Yes, we did. Nice, nice, nice. That was, that was sweet. Yeah. That's the sort of thing that I'm talking about when I say the experience was good, but the game was bad. That's yes. exactly what I'm no, saying. No, I've been to a Nets game before. <laughs> so, so, um, and that team did not have the excuse of like Kyrie Irving wasn't there doing whatever you know shit he's doing on on defense and you know contributing to you know nightmarish dynamics. James Harden wasn't there pouting, right? You had, except for maybe Cam Thomas and maybe one other, you have players exclusively in the NBA because they're good at defense, giving up 120-some points on, like, 55% shooting. And, like, yes, some of that is lack of lineup cohesion, etc., but a lot of it is, like, effort. And, like, I just feel I am increasingly concerned that Steve Nash has lost this team, that like even the players who are in the league, who are like your classic Kenny Atkinson boys, who are like effort hounds and no, they're not really talented and no, they're never going to, you know, they're always going to be like very near getting kicked out of the league, but they're going to like try hard. Like the, I was reminded of the thing I was going to bring up earlier on the podcast, like when we were on the subway and like we saw a couple and one of the dad, the guy was like wearing a, Nets head or something and you were talking and they were like yeah yeah we really you know they play the right way they 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 really do play hard and they're fun to watch and and the wife was like yeah but they suck (laughs) (laughs) but that's exactly right like that's what this squad was this squad or should have been this squad should have been like yes of course you only score 89 points on like 30 something shooting and of course you lose the Celtics of course we were going to lose that game but the fact that we lost it in part by not giving a shit on defense was deeply concerning to me. Yeah. I mean, I think you got to just hope things were getting bad because of all the locker room drama, all the off court stuff, all the hardened stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And somehow in spite of Kyrie's continued existence on this team, (laughs) everything will turn around. Yeah. No, you do. You do have to hope that for sure. I, I just, I'm just concerned that my that my man um, Steve is has lost the respect of the the locker room. I kind of liken it. Maybe this is um, when I used to play YMCA, William. Yeah. Where 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 the 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 
Where um, the players play. Where the players play, where the iron and the fire. I'm trying to think of something where the, I don't know, the rubber meets the road. The, um, like, Nat, like, there were times when, like, the good player or the good players were, like, kind of jerks to the coach. Uh-huh. And, like, that not only hurt, like, how, like, they played or whatever, but, like, you kind of feel, even if you are, like, a me who's, like, predisposed to just follow whatever the coach says and, you know, try try hard or whatever, like, you feel kind of like a chump if you're doing it and, yeah. like, others aren't, you know what I mean? Totally. You, you can't lose the locker room. Yeah. Uh, well, let's hope he regains it. Yeah, I mean, I, I continue to think, basically... Steve Nash's job has been the entire time just to appease Kyrie, KD, and and Harden. So it's not a surprise to me that he's lost the rest of the guys um, <laughs> during that that moment of strife. I, I hope strife. I hope he. I hope he can uh, recover it a bit. Yeah. But I don't know. I, you know, I've never seen any demonstration like Steve Nash is some sort of like great tactician or anything like that. Yeah. Um. But I don't think we really need that. I think we just need a guy who can coddle the three people who matter. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that advances, right? You're not fully out on Steve. You're not calling for, for his uh, firing, are you? No, but I am really concerned. I am not calling for his firing. Okay. But the Celtics game was, was troubling. Maybe should he be temporarily suspended from the hall of fame (laughs) no no he's always going to be a fantastic basketball player and a fantastic on-court leader right just a a cool guy a chill bro yeah absolutely all right are you ready for some fun 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 in the sun yes all right so simon i am going to spring a fun segment on you in which you are going to trade or swap or exchange whatever synonym you want to use an iconic philly thing for an iconic new york city thing Ooh, okay? okay so i'm gonna name some iconic philly things and i want you to tell me what new york city thing you're gonna trade for them so this is sort of like a simmons hardened thing but on in non-basketball terms in fu and fun terms okay great so let's start with a a, 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 maybe the most iconic thing about philadelphia cheesesteaks they've got their philly cheesesteak uh what are you what new york city iconic food would you trade for a cheesesteak i would trade i'll tell you what i do i'd package together uh-huh. Uh New York style cheesecake. Okay. Just strawberry drizzled and very good. <laughs> and a knish. Oh, a knish. Nice. Or a cheesesteak. I think can I give trade grades there? Yeah. Uh the city of New York getting the cheesesteak, they get an A plus. Uh, the city of Philadelphia getting a, a strawberry drizzled cheesecake and a knish. Uh-huh. They get a D. Oh, no. I thought I was being fair to both sides. <laughs> no, Philly got absolutely screwed in this one. <laughs> I, I, 
I know they wanted bagel, but I'm not ready to do to put not that in the do not right give now. up a bake. No, no, no. I would say Philly would say no in that situation, but you know, maybe not. They're they're impulsive. Um. <laughs> all right. Next one. The Liberty Bell. <laughs> <laughs> what? New York City iconic landmark, I guess you'd sort of describe it as, cultural artifact. Yeah. Would you send Philly's way in a trade? This is a great segment, first of all. Good. I thought you'd you'd think it was F.U. and F.U. Absolutely. To me, I have seen the Liberty Bell, William, and I frankly thought it stunk. Right. Since you weren't at that time in need of a nap, it wasn't that exciting. Exactly. So I am going to lowball them and give them Grant's tomb. Oh, wow. Okay. Can I be honest with you? Oh, boy. Do you like Grant's tomb? Grant's tomb is incredible. So I'm going to give this a trade. I'm going to give this another grade, okay? Okay. Philadelphia gets an A for me in this one Uh because they are now the proud owners of a pretty remarkable tomb. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's huge. It's monumental. It's It's really large. It's just, I feel like when we went there with Jay, we just went into like a room that was like you you like read a few placards. Oh yeah, it's boring, but so is the damn bell. Yeah, but at least the bell is like no, I agree. I mean that's why I'm offering it. But I think what they would say, what Philly would say is, look, you can like look at this like impressive thing. I feel like Grant's tomb visually is Grant's not... tomb is like a miniature Capitol building. It's extraordinary. There's columns, there's uh, sculptures. You're just getting a lot more bang for your buck. Okay. I I feel like that is I'm what getting, every state I'm get, capital I'm giving looks New like, York but... a, a B because the Liberty Bell is more iconic, for right. sure. It's not really a seer. It's more of a know it's there. Yeah, and it's nice to know it's there. Yeah. Um, And then I'm giving Philly an A because Grant's tomb is just bigger. <laughs> Okay. And I like that about it. All right. Next thing, Simon. The Rocky statue at the top of the steps <laughs> of the Philly Art Museum is coming to New York. What are they getting in exchange? That is a great question. I'm not giving up liberty. Oh, hell no. No, I'm no, not no, going to no, do no. that. Um, Daryl Morey would say they should have gotten the Lib- Lady Liberty for the Liberty Bell. I, I know he would have. Yeah. Uh, unless he can get he can get Lady Liberty um, upset with her circumstances and demanding a trade, You're I'm right, not doing that. Right. Um, <clears throat> I a, a notoriously um, fickle Lady Liberty. <laughs> um, the uh, who's always had a fondest for Maury. Um, I will say that I will give them the um stupid uh wall street bull oh that is that's fantastic that's fantastic i think in this one new york gets an a thank you the rocky rocky statue uh not cool i don't like rocky but way cooler than that fucking bull right yeah it's just nice to be rid of the bull right the the bull is bad the bull's bad the bull is awful um, all right. Final one, Simon. McGlinchey's. 
So McGlinchey's, one of my favorite bars. It's in yeah. Center City. Uh, it's got this great horseshoe bar, a bottle of Yingling's, like 236. It's just outrageous. There's like a, you know, it's not just an even dollar amount. There's a number of cents involved. Right. Um, you can still smoke in it. They have dollar hot dogs. Uh, I wouldn't suggest eating them. Uh, a really good jukebox. Anyway, it's just, it's one of the great dive bars in the country, I think. Yes. Uh, um, what are they getting from us? I would say, I would give them their pick between international bar in the east village okay or um fuck now i can't even think of the name of it but it's the the williamsburg bar with the foam cups by mccarran park oh turkey's nest turkey's nest turkey's nest uh yeah i think i I think they would take turkey's nest yeah i bar is fine but it's more of like just sort of like uh more collegey Ecology. I. I mean, that's, I it's all. It's all it, sad old people. You're right. Yeah, it is. It's it, a it, lot of sad old. It's people. dark. Yeah, but there's just. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's like a nice find, but it's not like an institution. Okay. Whereas I feel like Turkey's Neck is just like, that is a special, special place. <laughs> you're playing Powerball. You're watching a sports game it's one of the only places in brooklyn where you're going to get some hardcore support for trump um and you're drinking 32 ounces of coors light for still a reasonable price like six bucks or something like that yeah um but i think that that would be i also think turkey's nest would fit in in like a like a glove in philadelphia Uh uh-huh uh-huh um, and obviously I would love to have McGlinchey's anywhere in New York. I would travel to any of the five boroughs <laughs> to get there. It feels like it'd probably be a Staten Island bar. <laughs> Maybe like right, a Sheep's Head Bay or something like that. Right. We're trading. I, I think it is. I, I, I think that trade makes sense additionally because of the conservative nature of the patrons. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, all right. Any, any other New York or Philly swaps you, you want to do before we end this section? Um, no, I, I, was there anything that you would trade in Philadelphia for, um, food icons, pizza and or bagel? No, that Philly. I mean, you, you've we've already brought out the big gun in Philly. Yeah. The other thing they've got is the, um, the uh what is it called it's like a pork sandwich right uh-huh um but i mean as evidenced by my not even remembering what it's called can't say i'm they, uh, yeah they have cream cheese philadelphia cream cheese right i think they're big into pretzels Mm. I feel like New York is too. New York is too. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing that I was thinking, the other thing I was thinking was the citywide special. Right. Mm -hmm. So beer and a shot for three bucks, PBR and a shot for three bucks. Uh, An extraordinary deal. I don't know what we could possibly give up for that. And I, do you think that's still, uh, 
it's definitely inflated to like it's, five. It's five now. It was it's it's been five the last few times I've gone, but it's still around. The citywide yeah. is still a thing. Um, I don't. I mean, like we had picklebacks that was really big for a while in New York. Right. I'm trying that's to think true. of like a combo here that's unique to New York. Picklebacks mm-hmm. are certainly not unique, but they were kind of a thing here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no food. I can't think of any other Philly food that's worth a damn. Oh, Wawa's. Wah wah wah. Oh wah, yeah. Wah What would be a Wawa equivalent, New York? Um, maybe like a diner of some kind. Like you trade a specific diner. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we'll, we'll you, get back to yeah, you. Yeah, you get you get the point. You get the point, folks. New York, Philly, we're trading. Mm-hmm. Uh, rivals in trade. That's right. Two great northeastern cities. Um, okay, Simon. As I mentioned, we're playing the Heat today. The Kings Monday. Knicks Wednesday. Wizards Thursday. How do you th- do? You think we can snap this losing streak at some point in those next four games? Before we get that that absolutely critical All Star break, well, Williams, Williams' calendar is you, you've cleared off all other relevant dates, and you have like a thousand sticky notes on All Star Week <laughs> as like the. Like, there is the no, no team has ever needed an All Star break <laughs> like this Brooklyn Nets team. It's so, it's so funny. <laughs> I feel like you've been saying that for at least two weeks. Oh, it's yeah, every day it gets more and more true. <laughs> I think we'll beat the Kings, okay? That's my wait. But they is have that a home Sabonis. Game? They have Sabonis. Oh fuck me. I think it is a home game, yeah. Oh god. Okay. I don't know, William. Maybe we'll beat the uh, the Wizards game is too. Maybe we'll be better at home. I, I, I don't know, William. I, I assume we'll win one of those games somehow just by virtue of like 14-game winning streaks or losing streaks not being very common. Yeah. I mean, some, the Knicks are pretty bad. Knicks are bad. The Wizards are pretty bad. We're so bad, though. Yeah. We really are like legendarily bad. Yeah. Um, Especially with Harden not arriving, so our our fucking new guys can't come in and rejuvenate this squad. <laughs> Do on. you think we see Ben Simmons immediately after the All Star break? William, are you ready for this hyper optimistic yeah. take? Yeah. Yes. Wow, I love it. That's what we need here. I heard he's he's already traveling with the team to um, Miami, Miami. So I that's mean, that could good. be more of a social thing, but <laughs> play, players do enjoy Miami. I'm told. <laughs> I personally stayed in one of the scariest neighborhoods I've ever been to, in a truly horrible Airbnb. I uh, would never ever stay there again. Had not a great time in Miami. But if you are a 25 year old basketball player, I bet you Miami is fucking awesome. A 25 year old, pretty, pretty handsome. Very handsome. I mean, almost yeah. too pretty. Uh, I the facial hair I don't really like very much. What he's doing there, but exactly. but I agree. He's 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 good looking. I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta really try to not find that guy good looking. 
yeah, all right, I'll I'll give him a better, I'll give him a more of a chance. I mean, I do find him attractive. But mm. I yeah, well, that's a relief. Okay, well, thank <laughs> you, folks. We've had an incredible time hanging out with you today, and we will hopefully not do another emergency podcast uh, <laughs> next weekend. We'll be here recording some all star takes. Uh, not on the game, but just all-star or something. That'll be the theme of the show. Uh, anyway, it's been great talking with you all, and we will go ahead and see ya. Next up. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn-out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay sleeping I read the paper in bed and in the personal columns there was this letter I read 